Hey everybody, welcome back to the Alpha Monroe's podcast. This is Jordan. I'm joined today by Ryan and Justin. What's up, guys? What's going on, everybody? Howdy, howdy. So we are going to take some time today to preview one of our favorite festivals uh, for Epcot. Um, this festival is upcoming soon and uh, want to just dive in and see what uh, the menus have to offer this year. Give our opinions on some of the past favorites that have returned this year uh, that we're glad to have back and take a little preview what some of the new dishes are, some of the new things that we haven't had a chance to try and what we're most looking forward to. So, uh, and we'll uh, get to that in just a few minutes. But first, just want to say uh, we appreciate everybody taking taking a look at our new website at offthemonorails.com. Uh, that recently launched and we're proud of it and we've got some some things there. Uh, not only do you have access to all of our episodes, apart from uh, the podcast uh, platforms that you could utilize as well, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts, etc. But you can get all of our content there. And you also get some additional content uh, like, like our blog posts, uh, which are even deeper dives into all the episodes uh, with pictures and just personal recounts and little you know, a little further detail of all the stories that we want to tell. And not only are they episode focused, but they also are, uh, they also include some just additional uh, stories or experiences and things that we like to talk about and uh, just want to get information out there to everybody. And so that's our, that's our goal with this is just to get as much information as possible. So uh, we have the blog post there as well. So you can hear from, uh, from me or Justin or Ryan and see our personal personal takes on a lot of things uh, outside of these uh, outside of these podcast episodes. So we uh, we appreciate people who've visited so far and we invite uh, newcomers to go check it out. Yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of effort and time has gone into developing the website, um, which Jordan, thank you for taking the reins on tackling that. But as a group effort, we've uh, we've added a lot of uh, feedback, and uh, a lot of brainstorming sessions that we've had to uh, to make the website stand out because you know we're a Disney podcast like the the market's saturated with that but we're trying to be that little bit different and I think our website really achieved that difference as of right now uh, we're getting some good foot traffic through there so uh, please feel free www.offthemonorails.com uh, give us a listen through there uh, otherwise. You can find our content through uh, the podcast streaming platforms directly. Um, and we're starting to get YouTube going with some personal videos. We're going to try and make make use of that as well going forward in uh, Twitter. And so just keep your eyes peeled on all the socials. We'll be posting more and more stuff going down the road uh, and a lot more things to be more defined per platform. So hopefully we'll have some more uh, content for you guys to dive into along with uh, more episodes in the future. Yeah, and um, I'll kind of mirror what Justin says about, you know, we're not the only Disney podcast or Disney social media platform or YouTube channel, and we're not here to compete. We're actually here to complement other people that provide information. Absolutely. But we're just, we're trying to do it at our own capacity with our own flair. And, you know, maybe that's what someone out there is looking for, is something that's a little different, um, something that may not be, you know, such a cookie cutter vibe. So we're really just trying to do our own thing. And we really want to compliment other people that are out here also doing the same thing that we do. So, um, 
you know, any bit of feedback, support, um, any attention we get is greatly appreciated. Um, we're just trying to get this thing going. We feel like we're really catching traction here lately. Um, we're getting on top of being in rhythm of, you know, keeping everybody updated on our socials and getting these blogs updated. It's just, uh, you know, it's a lot of work and a lot of uh, creative effort. So we're trying to make sure it doesn't become watered down. We really want this to be something that always wants to fuel a fire to keep going. So yeah, that, that's kind of our mantra and you know, we're going to, we're going to keep it that way. Yeah. I feel, I feel we're, we're very proud of where we started and where we're at currently and uh, very excited about the future. Uh, we got some things down the pipeline we're trying to work on uh, for future podcasts um, brainstorming. Uh, you should see all the notes we've been taking. So uh, the next handful of episodes are really going to start getting into some deep, the meat of what we're about. Yeah. So uh, with that, we're going to dive in and preview flower and garden festival, 2022. So flower and garden festival, uh, if you're not familiar with it is a very popular festival at Epcot Very popular. Uh, during the spring and summertime. Uh, it's a very long, uh, festival it goes from the very beginning of march from march 4th all the way to almost the end of june and so it covers a lot of ground uh there's a lot of time to get there uh, there are also a lot of things to do with this festival so uh, you'll make you'll want to make several trips to this festival uh over those months and check out what they have to offer so uh, just to cover a few different things that before we really dive into into the food offering, which is the biggest highlight of this uh, this festival. Um, you've got plenty of activities like food. You've got uh, all the topiaries, some great, great artwork for those topiaries. Uh, would you call that artwork? I don't know if you what you call that. You could you could call it art. You know, it's yard art. <laughs> yard art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Florida people know all about yard art. So I mean, you know, it ain't a golf course, but you know, yeah. it'll suffice. It, it's just really cool. They, you know, the way they do with all the characters, and it, you know, you have your your you have the ones that are always there, right? Beauty and the Beast, Tim and the is one of my favorites personally. They do a really good job of that one every year. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way they do Buzz and Woody and Bo Peep. Oh, that entire area of Epcot is fantastic. Yes, yeah. yes. So, and they always have like some, a few others that pop out and surprise you that, you know, you weren't prepared for. I, I'm so, some of my good, sta- this good standby ones are the Winnie the Pooh and, in, in the UK pavilion. Nailed it. Yes. Yeah. They're super good. And it's really cool too, as you go through, if you go to the festival multiple times, it throughout the different months, you'll see the progress of the topiaries themselves. Yes, it's an evolution almost. It is. It's it's really cool. They'll they start to change color and shape. You know the you know the fatten up per se um, throughout. It's just it's just really really neat. So you got those to wander around and look at. Um, I'm sure there'll be a scavenger hunt as well for the kids. Uh, get a map. Get go scavenger hunt. That's another fun activity to do. Uh, of course, they got all the food to enjoy, uh, which we're about to dive into. And then they've got some. Uh, some concerts as well. So an array of, of artists coming through throughout those months, uh, people from like Rick Springfield, cool in the gang, pointer sisters, some bangers. Uh, 
Yeah, Don Felder. The Commodores. Yeah. Little Come River on, Band. I mean, just go down the list. Like about 75% of them, I'm like, yes, I want to see them. Yeah. So, and those and those are many concerts that happen on several nights uh, and several times each night. So uh, you can do that. There's And it's included with your your ticket price. Yeah, yeah there's no extra cost to it. Yeah, they've got the the concert series dining packages available as well. So you can go dine at one of the uh, restaurants at Epcot. Uh, Select restaurants are included in that. And so you get a guaranteed seat at those concerts. So you don't have to. And honestly, those I think would probably be worth it if you're specifically wanting to see a specific artist. Oh, yeah. Especially to you. If you'll be standing in a line for maybe oh, yeah. a, an hour or two just to try to secure a seat because it's first come first serve and they run out of seats, you don't get in. And with this being the first one back in like two years, like you can imagine, it's going to be pretty packed. Oh, oh yeah. Well, and you know, in worst case scenario, if if it sells out, you can always just go to the America Pavilion, grab you a beer, maybe grab you something to eat from the Regal Eagle. And you can stand right there yeah. uh, at the guardrail and overlook America Gardens Theater. So there's all there's a way. Absolutely done it, done it plenty of times. Yeah. So again, there's just a there's a ton to, that is offered at this uh, festival. It's really really cool. It's one of those that just makes you get around the entire park and and look and see every little nook and cranny and detail. So um, we're most excited though, I believe, in regards to the food for this festival. As always, <laughs> you know us. So we're going to dive in uh, to to some of the food, highlight some dishes that are past favorites of ours that are returning back this year, um, and then also take a look at some of the newer uh, dishes, either new this year or just some that we haven't had the opportunity to try, um, and see like what are our most you know what are we looking forward to the most out of these dishes. So uh, with that being said, I'll kick it over to Ryan and lead us off. All right. Well, um, my first stop for any kind of snack anyways, when I get into Epcot, just for um, tradition's sake, if you will, uh, refreshment port. If anybody has heard any of our past episodes, refreshment port is the poutine spot. So uh, during Flower and Garden last year, when I attended, they had a popsicle trio, which is, um, you know, three um, actually pleasant sized popsicles. Um, each flavored honeydew, raspberry mint, and coconut lime. And they, they all three come together. I think it was probably seven or eight bucks. But um, I got I got a tray of them, and uh, me and the kids tried them out. Uh, the honeydew was by far my favorite. All of them were delicious, but the honeydew just had such a unique, sweet, and crisp flavor. Um, it was just a beauty to behold within itself. And then um, any of the, the seasonal poutine offerings would be a great pairing with that. So um, that that's probably one of the number one things I'm looking forward to as far as that goes. Um, secondly, uh, the Tupelo Honey Sweet Corn Spoon Bread at the Honey Bistro is a must try. It is um, almost like a, a very sweet but very moist cornbread. If, if you've um, listened to our past episode about our dinner at Boma, uh, we discussed the sweet corn pudding we had there. It's very similar to that, but a little bit of a scaled down version. It still has jalapenos in it, so there's a little kick, but um, 
it's just it, it's sweet, it's spicy, it's savory, it's e all the above. It just hits every note. Yeah, and that's just a solid go-to booth. I mean, I know it's got some uh, got some past favorites on there that are just insane, right? It, it's a very popular booth, um, and they have uh, yeah, it's also popular too because they have the uh, souvenir Spike the Bee Super Cup. They got a, a honey peach freeze drink that comes in that. Uh, so that'll be obviously sought after as well. Um, and then just some of these, some of the offerings that like they've had in the past, like that uh, wildflower honey uh, mascarpone cheesecake. It's got orange blossom honey, whipped cream, whipped honey, crystallized honey, honeycomb, dehydrated honey, and fennel pollen meringue kisses. I mean, that's just insane. It's so good, so smooth. Um, yeah, I think I believe Justin's had that. How was that, Justin? Uh, from what I remember of it, it was uh, a very tasty dish. Uh, I think my favorite part of that was the honeycomb. Uh, very, very, you know, from from Florida, we get the the benefit of having bees around all the time. Um, so getting to taste different honeys throughout the season is pretty cool. But uh, this specific dish, though, with the honeycomb on the cheesecake and having all the different, like, yeah, the meringue kisses, the whipped cream with uh, the crystallized honey. Um, I think my favorite part was that honeycomb. Uh, very, very unique how they presented the dish, too. Um, very tasty. Uh, and orange blossom is one of my favorite honeys, so I immediately fell in love with that dish. That sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's it's definitely one you want to get probably towards the end of the night because it will uh, spoil the rest of your uh, your appetite for like bigger dishes throughout the night. So you might want to might want to eat that one kind of towards mm. the late night. Uh, so what you're saying it's a hard dish to follow up with. It, well, it's being that it's a cheesecake, it, it it has a body to it. So gotcha. Um, yeah, it does get filling, but it is very, very tasty. Insider tip. Learn from my mistakes because I had it like at a 6 p.m. or something like that, and I could not eat anything else. Like, I was just so full. <laughs> oh, that's a big sad. Yeah. Yeah, so end of the night, as you're coming around to Showcase Plaza, hit the Honey Bistro, get that for your dessert, wash it down with a uh, a nice honey peach freeze or uh, or a beverage of your choice. From the Honey Bistro, and uh, definitely enjoy the the evening. Cap it off with some fireworks. Yeah. So, what are you? What's what's some of the past favorites you're looking forward to uh, getting to try again, Justin? Well, I hinted at it uh, a little bit that uh, the Orange Bird Smoothie at Citrus Blossom. Um, I was very impressed with that. Uh, the past two years, I went um, very very delicious, and again, kind of messy, but. Uh, very very delicious taste of great um and that's that citrus blossom you grabbing that orange bird sipper uh i've actually already got one so no need to buy another one <laughs> uh i've got two and my kids still drink out of them for dinner a year later same here <laughs> yep um also another one i'm really looking forward to having again um jordan i know you've had it before um this is a this is why it's called festival favorites and world showcase the bit the beef brisket slider mm. that that thing mm. was amazing do you need to say anything else that just <laughs> like that, that's it well i mean i could follow it up with another banger outside of that over at canada that beef tenderloin 
from uh, it's the same cut that you would find in La Salle, uh their steakhouse over there. So good, tender. I mean, just cook perf- cook to perfection. Got very, some mushrooms and some gravy, mm-hmm. a little bit of mashed potatoes with it. Mm. Can't um, go wrong with that combo. The uh, sticking with the theme here with uh, Canada, uh, even though it's a dessert dish, that griddled maple pound cake at Northern Bloom, Jesus, it, it is. Mm, that sounds like man, decadence. It's so good. Yeah, I haven't I haven't had that, but it sounds good. Oh my gosh, so good. Another time, you know, it's it's very filling. You know, being that it is a uh, a pound cake, so another one of them you want to have toward the very end of the night. Um, try and get all your like your proteins, your your smaller dishes, get those knocked down earlier in the day throughout the night, um, and at the end, splurge. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> make yourself miserable. Um, and I just want to comment on one more thing. This is a festival favorite of mine. Um, I was shocked that I actually liked it as much as I did when I first tried it. But Frushi from Hanami in Japan, that is a that is a staple for Flower and Garden. Go try some Frushi. Just take my recommendation. That's all I need to say. <laughs> Just go get it. Go eat it. Comment to us and let us know what you thought because it is good. It is definitely worth your time. Jordan, you got anything else to add to this? Oh, yeah, man. So uh, as soon as I saw it on the menu again, I was like, yes, give it to me now. Uh, that was the potato pancake. Uh, from Bauer Mark, uh, Farmer's Market uh, near the Jeremy Pavilion. Uh, it's a potato pancake with caramelized ham, onions, and herb sour cream. I want to try that so much. Oh, so rich, but just, oh my gosh. It's just I can I can see the dish right now. I can almost taste the dish right now. It's just, it sticks with you. It's just so, so good. And it's very filling. I mean, it's, it's actually one of the cheaper options because it's pretty basic, right? But at the same time, it's so buttery and rich and just super filling. Uh, so you can't really go wrong with that. Um, one that my son really enjoyed last year was the, I'm not even going to try the French pronunciation, but from Florida Lee's, uh, the chocolate macaron lollipop. Uh, that was really good. Uh, yeah, just classic macaron, but just it's a larger version. And they put it on a lollipop stick. Make it convenient for you to carry around the park. Less men. Uh, yeah. Um, also, uh, really, really love the seared scallops from Northern Bloom. Oh, I bet uh, that's so good. Oh, man. They serve them with uh, French green beans, butter potatoes, uh, brown butter vinaigrette, applewood smoked bacon. Mm. I mean, you had me at bacon. Yeah, right. Seared scallops and bacon. I mean, you're not mm. going wrong with anything else. Yeah, that's that. getting hit this year, boys. Yeah. So that sounds good. Those are some of my favorites that are back on the menus this year, which I'm super happy about. Uh, those along with the uh, tostadas from Ardine de Fiestas. Uh, it's a braised pork on uh, corn tortilla with black beans, pickled onions, mango habanero relish, and oregano. I mean, mango habanero relish is like sold. So yeah, that, yeah, that, that's that's a that's just such a stellar trio yeah. right there to put on anything. Yeah. Pickled onions. I mean, you just the flavors is just going to be uh, so good. Had it last year. Yeah, I'm not even a fan of, of some of those ingredients, but it, I can understand why some would like that. Yeah. I mean, just put them all together. It's just, it's just magic. I had it last year for the first time and uh, we'll have it again this year. 
Yeah, and um, since we're on like the topic of uh, Latin foods, I'll kind of add to that list too. So at um, the Trial and Trellis, they have the grilled street corn. Oh man, mm, with that's so uh, savory garlic spread. So I was able to to snag that last year, and that was that was a treat. I'll just say that that was a real treat. Um, just imagine, you know, buttery grilled corn. Then you have the the savory garlic spread, and then they they roll the corn in like a like a dry crumbly cotilla cheese. So it's a nice salty nutty cheese to go with the sweetness of the corn. And they actually, my daughter wanted just plain corn because she's a corn fanatic like I am. And on request, they will give you just plain grilled corn if you don't want any of the fixings on it. Um, so that is a nice option if you know your kiddo doesn't want any spice or any garlic on it. But um, I know my version was delicious. So I highly recommend the grilled street corn from Trial and Trellis. So Ryan, speaking of your uh, Trial and Trellis booth, um, let's go right into something I'm looking forward to from Trial and Trellis is the uh, boneless impossible Korean short rib dish uh, served with cilantro lime rice, the slaw and the kimchi mayo. I've had, um, I've had several other dishes uh, from this booth in the past that used the impossible uh, meat. And uh, one of them was the, uh, one of them was a roast a rib t- style dish. Um, and the other being the uh, cottage pie. And man, I was blown away by the flavor of this, you know, I mean, this is impossible meat, right? Like this is, um, this is not, this is plant-based. Um, but man, I was amazed at the flavors that they, that it had. And I'm very looking forward to trying that. I don't know how I somehow missed that, but I've tried that dish and it is absolutely amazing. Yeah. So I, I don't know how they do it. You know, it's, plant-based and you would never, but you would never know if I did never. Yeah. Yeah, If they didn't tell you it was plant-based, they would never, you would never know. And so I'm very much looking forward to that one. Well, and you know, like you, you look at the dishes that they're doing with this, you're talking short ribs and cottage pie. So you're talking about like slow roasted meats with bone in it with like robust meat flavor. And they're still being able to pull this off with a plant-based product. So they're not doing some chintzy dish just to pass off something, you know, with no effort involved in getting that meat flavor. They're 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 really passing off dishes that mimic a yeah, slow roasted good. meat flavor. So that you know, props to them for being able to pull yep. these off because they are delicious. Dang, I somehow missed that. I don't know how that I, that was a good dish. I, I'd say one thing I'm looking forward to the most because um, I talk about it all the time: the seasonal poutine for this festival which is uh, a house-made Italian sausage and peppers poutine. Uh, 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 uh. So, My goodness. I mean, just think of that on top of French fries. What? Where can you go wrong with that? I see nothing wrong. That and, <laughs> that and a cold beer. I mean, there's just, there's no oh. no-brainer there. That Take me there. Well, speaking of cold beer, uh, the Citrus Blossom uh calling my name for the uh, coconut key lime ale from Alamorada beer company. I mean, you take coconut and key lime, which two of my favorite flavors already throw it in a beer, you know, it's going to be delicious, especially during the spring and summer months. In oh Florida. yeah, man. That, that sounds refreshing. This, you imagine that, that crisp coolness hitting your lips on a hot day in the middle of June. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Probably gonna be a little sweeter too. I'm, so I'm anxious to try that for sure. Yeah. Probably a little tart. Yeah, there's one on the sweeter side from the festival favorites from uh, 81 Bay Brewing Company, the uh, the watermelon mint wheat ale. I'm looking forward to trying that because that sounds pretty refreshing mm. as well. Yeah, because I know uh, Jordan and I were able to try the strawberry lime ale at the America Pavilion during the Food and Wine Festival and. I know for the hot day that we were there, that was a pretty refreshing beer. I can only yeah. imagine how watermelon would pair with a beer. Yeah. And speaking just on the topic of beer, I mean, this this festival this year has so many beer flight options. Um, it's pretty crazy. And some of them sound fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the Magnolia Terrace beer flight is one that really caught my eye. Um, there's so many to choose from, but they have... They got the Wicked Weed Daylight American Light Ale. So that, you know, that just sounds like a good light beer to kind of have on the lighter side of the the spectrum of the, the flight. But then they have the Orange Coriander Wheat Ale from 81 Bay Brewing Company. So you're talking about a little more on the robust side, a little bit, you know, more snap to it, maybe a little more hops. And then they have the uh, the Parish Brewing Company Ghost in the Machine Double IPA. Mm. I mean, that speaks for itself there. That one there That's is going to be a hoppy bugger. Yeah, it's a great beer. I've actually I've had that beer from Parish, and it is fantastic. And it's double IPA, so you're gonna get your ABV right there as well. So if you're looking at the price tag of that beer, that's probably where your money's gonna be worth the most right there because double IPA is coming in at least seven percent. So uh, yeah, just grow, grab that. Gonna be boozing it up. Yeah, <laughs> they also have uh, the Pineapple Promenade uh, in Showcase Plaza. Uh, they have a pineapple beer flight, so all the beers are featuring pineapple in a way. Uh, so they've got the Three Daughters Brewing Tropical Hefe Wheat Ale. They've got a a press wheat ale with mango, pineapple, and guava from Wicked Weed. I bet that one's very interesting. With guava in it and pineapple? Hmm. Yeah, Wicked Weed made some great beer, so I would imagine so. And and then you've got uh, what they're calling the Alohop IPA from Lexington Brewing and Distilling Company. And I could just only imagine it's just going to be a super like tropical IPA. So I just, man, just some crazy, crazy flavors going on. Yeah. Just in general, like I haven't been able to try or I say I haven't been able, I just haven't tried a whole lot of different beer selections around world showcase to begin with Um, my own fault. But uh, this year I want to really try and dive into some selections myself. Like hearing all these different, ones you know i have to take you boys words for it um on some of these different selections yeah and if i do make a suggestion for you to try one that's a little bit out of your wheelhouse if you go over to primavera kitchen over at the italy pavilion area they have what's called a peroni pilsner and that's uh that's probably one of the top beers i've tried at epcot just as far as a a good light balanced it pairs with anything kind of beer. Yeah, that's a good solid beer. It goes with everything, especially on a hot day. I mean, that is a solid beer for a hot day at the park. Ten four noted. So just just a place to start there. What else are you looking forward to? Uh, personally, uh, I've eyeballed this and I've said I would get it uh, since I first became a pass holder a handful of years ago, and I still have not tried it yet. <laughs> this year. I'm going to try those potato pancakes at Germany's uh, farmer's market. Do it. Got to, I've got to hit that this year. Yeah. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. No, no more excuses. Um, I've seen the dish. It looks great. Uh, can't complain. Um, 
Also, um, I want to try the beignet from uh, Fleur de Lis mm-hmm. in the France Pavilion. Again, I've said I've been going to get it, or I was going to get it all throughout these years. Have not done it. And I've seen the dish. Looks great every single year. Smells great every single year. So uh, those are my main ones. Because um, I've, I've gone to the parks, you know, the past handful of years. I want to say probably five, six years now as an AP. And uh, I've seen a lot of dishes. I've tried a lot of dishes. These two specifically stand out to me. And I'm really, really looking forward to making effort to try them this year and have a report on it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely do the definitely do the, the potato pancakes and just go ahead and opt for the for the caramelized ham and onion one. It's, oh, uh, yeah. 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 Gots to. Gots to. Um, one thing I'm looking forward to for this year's Flower and Garden Festival, um, something that just became available. I don't think it was last year due to, you know, the whole pandemic and things were just starting to open back up. But at the UK Pavilion, they do the complimentary Eng- English tea garden tour. Oh, yeah. So um, I want to, you know, go to the tea caddy at the UK Pavilion and, um, and you know, try some of the different uh, Twinnings offerings they have or whatever um, teas they have to try. Because I love tea of, you know, whether it be iced or hot. Um, just this is something cool and it's free. So it's just, you know, something different to do that um, kind of opens up some you know, some culture, but there's also, um, there's a paid tour you can do that's called the gardens of the world tour. And, um, it's kind of like a behind the scenes tour of the horticulture efforts behind how they bring this festival to life, you know, bringing all the new plants in and keeping them sustained Yeah, and what they do with the plants when they're, the, the festival's over. So, um, it's a three hour tour and it costs $85 a person. Um, on top of admission to the park that day. But I mean, you know, a three hour tour to be able to get this behind the scenes thing. And I'm a gardener. I have a large garden in my yard. Um, I like to grow vegetables and I grow flowers. So horticulture has always been a big part of my life. So I think that's, that's something I want to, I want to kind of take part in because I've always wondered what do they do with the flowers after these festivals are done? Because there's so many. Yeah. So maybe this will, you know, this will kind of fill yeah. in some blanks for me. Yeah, it'd be really cool. It sounds it sounds awesome. I, and you know, haven't been able to do a few different uh, tour options at Disney so far. Um, the, the tours we've been on have been have been great. So I can only imagine that be the same. It's just you know, at, at any chance you get to see behind the scenes inner workings of you know what these cast members and what these these landscapers do. You know, that's just it. Just it, you know, it's just a whole new aspect to, mm-hmm. to being there. Yeah. And taking, you know, these dishes and enjoying those yeah. around world showcase, when you start working your way back towards, you know, your spaceship earths, your, uh, the land pavilion, um, really take in the, uh, the scenes there. Cause the flowers are absolutely beautiful. Uh, if you get it, you know, the chance to ride the monorail throughout the Epcot loop, uh, you'll you'll get to go into uh, a little bit of world showcase and loop back around, and that is always a breathtaking view. Um, and I don't know if I saw this this year, but are they doing the um, the butterfly garden? I was just about to bring that up. I mean, they they have. I don't think to. I've seen that yet. They have to. Uh, if they do have that going, it is awesome. Very worth your time to go in there. Uh, you might learn a little something while you're in there, but uh, if you've got a great camera, even. Uh, some of the recent iPhones uh, and Androids, 
I'm sure you could take a really, really, really nice picture of some butterflies. I did last year um, when they were sitting still and they just turned out amazing. So uh, definitely a, a good experience for the kids uh, to take them through there. Always a good time. Uh, I hope they bring that back this year. And I'm going to have to look back and do my research and see if I've seen that. Uh, cause I, I don't remember seeing it in our little notes. Yeah. And you know, they, they plant, they plant flowers in different, um, bushes that are meant to attract butterflies. So literally flocks of them will be in these patches of flowers. So it's not like you wait for a butterfly to get there. Like these butterflies literally stay there and they're constantly harvesting nectar and pollen off of these flowers cause they put them there to attract them. So it's, it's a, quite a spectacle yeah. really. And so just uh, just to hit on just the topic itself of going to Flower and Garden Festival, if you've never been to Flower and Garden before and you're wanting some easy access, um, you're planning your trip still or for this festival. And like I said, it's a long festival, so uh, you can make several trips of it. Um, if you want some really easy access to Epcot, uh, the especially for the festival, the back entrance uh, to Epcot, uh, the Skyliner entrance is absolutely the way to go premium it's i mean it, premium you right there at either france or the uk go to the uk of course first go to rose and crown grab you a drink then you can start your way around um but however i will argue if you are the artsy kind of person the epcot uh monorail loop would definitely interest you on that side because you're already right there by the flowers yeah. Well, you do kind of get the the overall spectrum. You get that, you know, you take that half loop around the center of World Showcase and you do get you get to take in the the main feature in the topiaries along the the main drag leading up to the port of entry. So, yeah, that that that's a good note to take. Yeah. Um and then just with that too, if you're going to stay on or if you're just with that too, if you're thinking about staying on property, uh you know, the hotels are yeah. there are hotels in walking distance uh, for the mm-hmm. entrance to uh, to Epcot. You've got the boardwalk. You've got the yacht club, beach club. You've also got the Swan and Dolphin there. Swan and Dolphin. Um, and then all obviously we like the Skyliner a lot. Um, so Skyliner access Love from it. Riviera, Caribbean Beach, uh, Pop Century, Art of Animation. Uh, so you got plenty of access to uh, to Epcot and. Uh, those are some of your easier ways to get there without fighting the uh, parking crowd. Absolutely. And it will be packed. You can count on that. It, it is quite a spectacle. And I can't wait to um, wear my flower and garden magic band and uh, it do the the carrot the carrot eating animation on the turnstile. It's like it's going <laughs> yeah. bites out of a carrot and it turns orange and little chunks of the circle come out as I scan it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That's also another thing about this festival. All the Epcot festivals have it, but... This one tends to have some pretty cool mm-hmm. merchandise too. Some special edition merchandise only for this festival. Um, they change it up every year, uh, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, oh, you just wait and see. When I go, I'm going to have my overalls. I'm going to have me a flower and garden T-shirt. I'm going to be brooding with Disney Dad energy. <laughs> it's just going to be. It's going to be full sin. Yeah. I can see Ryan right now with his uh, his Spike the Bee sipper cup. Oh man, wearing his <laughs> overalls and everything. There ain't going to be no kids drinking it. Oh, love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many beers do you think you can fit in that super cup? <laughs> I'm going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, there you have it. That's our preview for Flower and Garden Festival of 2022. Uh, so very looking forward to this one. Uh, can't wait to get down and 
check it all out and hopefully a few times. So I know you're looking forward to it as well, guys. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to getting more stuff out. You know, I've, I feel like we're really gaining some traction with this podcast and we're getting our feet under us and this, this thing's starting to feel pretty real. And uh, we just want to keep this energy going. We, we love doing this. We enjoy being together. We enjoy giving this information out. And uh, just, you know, what we do makes us feel proud. I'm very proud of what we've been able to do. So, you know, we're showing a lot of promise for the future. And, um, yeah, I, I just have a lot of good aspirations for what's to come. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, we couldn't do it alone. And, you know, we're going to just get better and grow together. And uh, I think we're doing doing a great job so far. And uh, we're, you know, pounding the pavement and really getting after this. And, um, you know, love what we're what we're headed towards. and you know, we've got a lot of plans coming up, um, something we'll be able to share here soon with everybody. And uh, so, you know, just very much looking forward to just continuing, continuing to grow this thing. And, uh, you know, it, it's all going to be based on, um, you know, we can we can work as hard as we want to, but uh, it's going to be up to the audience to to give us a listen and share and let people know about us. And yep. like we said, you know, that's our our only goal is to provide information. Uh, there's plenty of information out there. Everybody knows that. Um, yep. We're just ready to gather it up and present it to y'all in our special yeah. way. So, I mean, uh, so yeah, we appreciate anything that, uh, y'all do for us and we appreciate y'all following us on all the socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter, got some stuff on YouTube, TikTok. Uh, we're all over the place. Um, you know, we appreciate you giving us a listen on your favorite podcast platforms apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music google Podcasts, you name it we're there uh we just really appreciate uh, everybody's time and uh we appreciate this opportunity so yeah share uh share us with a friend spread the word yeah and then when you're when you're listening to us don't forget leave us a rating leave us a review leave us some feedback let us know how we're doing let us know what you like um and let us know what you want to hear yeah absolutely uh we're here. We're all ears. We'll we'll take. So that was a nice Mickey Mouse reference, Jordan. All ears. I know. I know. Love I, it. I, hey, yeah, I like it. Anything else, guys? I think that does it, man. Nah, I'm, we just we got a lot of content coming. Just stay tuned. You're gonna have a a lot of good things coming down the pipeline. Just uh, stay tuned and stick with us. We got a lot of good things coming. And with that being said, we'll catch you next time. I'm Jordan. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. And this is Off the Monorails.